Well, I am so encouraged, so very encouraged by these gifts that you all are bringing tonight and just so encouraged that um, so many of you are here tonight. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for reminding us what we're really celebrating this Christmas season, whether you're bringing a gift or whether you're here. Um, I'm here to share a short insert an equal sign equals five minutes uh, devotional thought tonight. Uh, so I would like to reflect briefly on the two dramatic scenes that were just unfolding there in Matthew 2, um, read for us by um, those three students. The first scene are wise men bowing down to a baby, right? Worshiping him, giving him expensive gifts, giving him the best that they have. These wise men, they're not Israelites, likely royalty from India or Ethiopia or Persia. And they've potentially traveled a, a very long distance, maybe a thousand plus miles to bend their knee before this very unique child. And if any of you want to travel a thousand miles on foot here to Princeton, New Jersey and knock on my door and give me your best gifts, feel free. You can find it on Google Maps, 100 Longview Drive, zip code 08540. It'll get you here and I'll be here. Right. But this is a beautiful scene. It, it, it's a beautiful scene because you see powerful people humbling themselves before the baby Jesus. And they're worshiping him. Why? Because they believe by faith that he is worthy of their worship, their honor, their life. They believe that this baby is the king of kings, that he is the savior of all people. But when you read all of Matthew 2, this beautiful scene is disrupted and derailed by another scene. And so that's our second scene tonight, which is King Herod feeling threatened and he acts. And just in case Jesus turns out to be a greater king than he is, Herod, out of fear, jealousy, rivalry, he orders the unimaginable. He orders the slaughter of all male children under the age of two in the vicinity of Bethlehem. And it's, it's a horrific scene, um, but it's woven in right here with the scene of Jesus being worshipped by these wise men. And, but this horrific scene could just as easily be 2020, right? You think about it. it there's horrific injustice. There's abuse of power. There's fear, pain suffering coming upon an entire community. You know, I just heard a report today, I was listening to the radio, the New York City law enforcement officials, they have admitted that as they look back on this summer that they abused their power in various ways against people who were protesting, particularly protesting over the death of George Floyd. Last week, I was reading about another well-known Christian leader who abused his power and he created a culture of silence to protect himself. Um, and then of course there's the COVID-19 pandemic, wide-scale job loss, uh, the destabilization of many societies because of that today. I, I read over 70 million refugees were forced to leave their homes this past year because of everything going on in the world. So you hear Matthew too, abuse of power, injustice, fear, pain, suffering. And, and so that scene that Herod creates it's timeless, right? It's the way the world was then, and it is the way the world continues to be today. And when Matthew writes his gospel, we just heard it, he says to us, I want you to see these two scenes woven together. 
the beautiful scene of Wiseman worshiping the child Jesus. And it goes hand in hand with this horrific scene of sin, of pain, and of suffering. And so briefly, what does this mean for us today? It means that you and I have an invitation to consider tonight. And it's an invitation to consider every night. Will we worship Jesus in a broken world? In the midst of this broken world, do we believe that Jesus is worthy of our worship, worthy of our life? So as you stare at that invitation tonight, consider this. Jesus, he came in this, into this world in order to be subjected to horrific scenes like that. He anticipated that. And yet he came into this world anyway. He knew he would experience injustice, abuse of power, pain, suffering, and he never backed away from it. Instead, he stepped into it with the full knowledge that somebody like Herod would have, quote unquote, victory over him, even if only for a short season. But as you consider that, consider this also, Jesus came into this world, and this is where our hope is, he came into this world to overcome these things. He came to demonstrate that he is greater than injustice, greater than our sin, greater than the grave, greater than everything that is wrong with this world, and greater than everything that is wrong with us. Jesus is greater. And to show that he is greater, he had to be willing to subject himself to the very things that he is greater than. I mean, think about that. To show that he was greater, he had to be willing to subject himself to the things that he is greater than. And now that is how he shows us how he conquers or how he begins to conquer those things, how he overcomes. He is a king of kings, but he is such a different kind of king or ruler than the ones we typically see. And that brings us back to the invitation for you and me tonight. When you see Jesus a little bit more clearly that this is who he is, this is the kind of savior he is, this is the kind of king that he is, will you worship him? Will you give him your gifts? Will you give him your life? Not just tonight, but every day, every night. He is so worth your worship. He is so worth your trust. There is no one like him. So let's keep worshiping him together tonight and let's keep worshiping him together as a community. Amen.